Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together, and suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Lord God, how great you are, clothed in majesty and in glory, wrapped in light as in a robe. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you have made them all. All the earth is full of your creatures. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. All of these look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it, they gather it up. You open your hand, they have their fill. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You take back your spirit, they die, returning to the dust from which they came. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. 
a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On this special feast, a prayer, a special sequence is inserted before the gospel, invoking the Holy Spirit, and we will now chant that sequence. Come, O Holy Spirit, come, and from your celestial home shed a ray of light divine. Come, O Father of the poor, come, O source of all our store, come within our bosom shine. You of comforters the best, you the soul's most welcome guest, sweet refreshment here below. In our labor rest most sweet, grateful coolness in the heat, solace in the midst of woe. O most blessed light divine, shine within these hearts of thine, and our inmost being filled. Where you are not, we have not, nothing good in deed or thought, nothing free from taint of ill. Heal our wounds, our strength renew, on our dryness pour your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away, Bend the stubborn heart and will, melt the frozen, warm the chill, guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore and confess you evermore, in your sevenfold gift descend. Give them virtue, sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia.
Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, a happy Pentecost to all of you, the sending of the Holy Spirit, the culmination of the Paschal Mystery. Because we have celebrated now these last 50 days, starting with the Easter Triduum for which we prepared during the whole of Lent, the central mysteries of our faith and of human history, the crucifixion, death, and resurrection of Christ, the freely given love of Christ, by which, through death, he destroyed death, and by rising gave us the victory of life. Now this is the culmination, because those events that happened far away so many centuries ago were for us. So how do we connect with those events? How do we have in our lives, in our bodies, in our souls, here and now, the saving effects of that death and resurrection of Christ through the Holy Spirit? That Spirit, through whom we were created in the beginning, and who has spoken to us through the prophets, is now sent to us comes to us, fills us, this same Spirit, who as we read today on Pentecost Day, filled those apostles, filled those disciples who were praying in union with Mary, as they had been instructed by Jesus before He ascended, pray for the power to come from on high, they were filled. They were transformed. Tongues of flame came over their heads. Their 
their, their fear was turned into courage. Remember, as the gospel today reminded us, they were behind locked doors because of fear. The Holy Spirit unlocked those doors. The Holy Spirit rid them of that fear. Now they were bold proclaimers of the gospel, and they went out and they preached in front of the very people that had Jesus crucified, undeterred by the very real possibility that those same people would crucify them. They were undeterred. They were filled with vigor. The Holy Spirit enlightened their mind, made it clearer to them than ever before that all of this had to happen in fulfillment of God's plan and that indeed it wasn't defeat that Christ was crucified. It was victory. And now the Holy Spirit was being poured out on all God's people to bring them in, into that body of Christ, into that church, into that community of people who acknowledge that Jesus died for them and rose again and is coming back and is Lord of all the nations. Jesus breathed on them. The word breath, respiration, is what the word spirit comes from. The spirit of God is the breath of God. The ruah in Hebrew, spiritus, respiration. You hear spirit in there? Respiration, breathing. Jesus breathing on them is sending them the spirit. In the beginning, the spirit of God, it says, hovered over the waters. This is the very, in the very first lines of the Bible. There was darkness, there was chaos, the original chaos. And the Spirit came and brought order out of chaos and brought light out of darkness and brought life out of death. The Spirit. So Jesus breathes that Spirit again on a world in chaos because of sin and brings light out of darkness again and order out of chaos. Brings forgiveness where there is transgression. Brings life where there was death. The Holy Spirit is God. Equal to the Father, equal to the Son, always existed, just as the Son always existed. There wasn't a time when the Spirit came to be, when He wasn't already there. These are three co-eternal persons in God. Equally powerful. The Spirit is equally powerful to the Father and to the Son. He's God. We worship Him, just as we worship the Father and the Son, because it's the same divinity. We adore Him, we kneel before Him. He created us. In fact, everything God does outside of Himself is the action of all three persons. Come Holy Ghost, Creator, blessed. We said in the opening hymn, we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. And then Scripture tells us, St. Paul says, when he speaks of Christ, he was in the beginning and all things were created through Him. So they're all creating. And they're all forgiving sin. The Spirit comes for the forgiveness of sins. We see Jesus saying that in this Gospel. Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, comes in fire. And brothers and sisters, fire too is such a powerful biblical symbol. The sacrifices that were offered in the Old Testament at the commandment of God were burned. 
right? The, the, the offerings in fire. There were various kinds of offerings, of course. But the animals that were sacrificed... And the fire would consume the sacrifices. We see the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross fulfilling all of those Old Testament sacrificial rituals. They all pointed to Jesus on the cross. But where is the fire at Calvary? By what fire is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ consumed and offered up to God? That is the Holy Spirit. The letter of the Hebrews says that Jesus offered himself in the Spirit for us, shed his blood for our salvation. Brothers and sisters, today, it is that same Spirit that comes to us, that created the world, that was breathed on the apostles by Jesus at the resurrection, and that came on Pentecost Day with tongues of fire, transforming those apostles, enabling them to preach the word so that people understood it all in their own languages. This shows us that when the Holy Spirit, who comes to us and transforms us and inserts us into the death and resurrection of Christ, so that we have the benefit of the Paschal Mystery that we've been celebrating these last 50 days, that Spirit compels us then to proclaim this good news to the world. He comes to us and brings the fruit of the Paschal Mystery transforms us and then sends us out into the world. He brings us the fruit of the Paschal Mystery. This is not an echo of the Spirit. This is not a fraction of the Spirit. This is not a little part of the Spirit. What you and I receive in baptism and through faith is the full Holy Spirit. We should not ask for anything less. We should not expect anything less. That spirit burns away our sins, our original sin, our personal sin. That spirit makes us more aware of what sin is. That spirit helps us understand our faith. That spirit enables us to see things from God's perspective. That spirit enables us to understand the dignity of every human life. We look at the world now. We look at each other through the lens of the Spirit. He enlightens our minds. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. These are some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. It's the fire of truth. He brings us the fire of love to be able to forgive even our enemies. That requires a burning fire. To be able to make the sacrifices necessary to live our faith. To say no to ourselves and yes to God. To say no to the fleeting pleasures of this life. And the seductive power of falsehood. To say a strong no to that. To reject the forces of evil. That takes fire. That takes passion. This is what the Holy Spirit brings today. A spiritual vigor. We don't sleepwalk through our journey of salvation. We have to be awake and vigilant. The scriptures tell us, be vigilant, watch and pray and labor for your salvation. Work it out with fear and trembling. The Holy Spirit enables us to do exactly that. To say a vigorous no 
to evil and to have a vigorous, comprehensive yes to what is good. This is the Spirit in us. To do this not just with an awareness, oh yes, I have to do what is right, and we kind of begrudgingly go along with it. No, but to run in the way of the commandments. Scripture says not just to follow the commandments. Scripture says, Lord, I take delight in your commands. They are like honey from the comb, so sweet to my taste. I run in the way that you show me. But friends, the commandments are not, are not easy. And they often require us saying no to ourselves and to the things we like in a very substantial way. And yet with the Spirit, we run that way. How is that possible? It's not humanly possible. The Spirit comes today to enable us to have that spiritual vigor, that spiritual running in the way of the commandments. When the commandments of old were written on the tablets that God gave Moses up on the mountain, Scripture says they were written by the very finger of God. When we invoke the Holy Spirit, we also call him the finger of God in some of the prayers of the church. He's the finger of God who writes the law. He wrote the law then on those tablets. And now what does he do? What does scripture tell us about the way the Holy Spirit works in the new covenant? He tells us that he writes the law now too. But he writes it on our hearts. We were made, again, the Holy Spirit created us. We were made according to Him, according to His truth. And that's why we run in the way of the truth. That's why we run in the way of the commandments joyfully, because we recognize them. We recognize the law of God as what we were made, made in order to do, as the path to our fulfillment and our happiness. This is what the Holy Spirit does in us. And then as again represented in that first reading on the day of Pentecost, those apostles got up and proclaimed the gospel and there were people there who were of dozens of different language backgrounds and they each heard them preaching in their own language. That miracle of the tongues shows us that the Holy Spirit, inspiring us individually, inspiring us as a community, wants us to preach the gospel to every creature. That's why before he ascended, when Jesus gave that command, he said, now go pray for the Holy Spirit. Because to preach the gospel to every creature, you're going to need that Spirit. And indeed, that Spirit shows on this day that that is exactly the mission he has given to the church in the long term. Because this gospel was proclaimed that day in a multitude of languages. Even though on a human level, those men who were speaking didn't know all those languages, but they, the Spirit provided, if you will, a simultaneous translation. He provided an enlightenment because the Spirit, as Jesus promised, brings us back to Him. He will remind you of all that I told you. It is the Spirit of Christ who comes today. He leads us to, helps us understand, enables us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. This Holy Spirit, furthermore, brothers and sisters, is the Lord and giver of life, as we say in the creed. He is the one who enables us to be pro-life. He is the one who enables us to see the dignity 
of human life. He is the one that enables us to sacrifice for the smallest and the weakest who are the unborn children. He is the one who inspires those whom I have seen and marched with for decades, marching against uh, this evil of abortion, marching against this terrible decision of Roe versus Wade, which ushered in the killing of tens of millions of babies. And now, within a few short weeks, we expect the court will overrule it. This same spirit is the one who has inspired people to march in hot and in cold and in rain and in snow and to march through crowds yelling at them, jeering at them, hating them, throwing things at them, trying to deprive them of their reputation and even of their lives. People hating, people threatening And yet the Holy Spirit inspiring God's people to take a stand for truth and justice in life nevertheless. The Spirit inspiring people whom, as I recall, one woman who was in a wheelchair and had an oxygen tank and nevertheless, despite her physical challenges, was joining me on a pro-life march. Small group of people where we were showing people in the community the reality of abortion with signs. Here was this woman in her wheelchair and her oxygen tank holding the sign for these babies. This is the spirit of sacrifice. And he has been poured out on God's people. He is the one who enables so many people today to stand up and say, I will live my faith. I will not give in to unjust mandates that cause me to compromise my faith, even if it means the loss of my job, I will stand firm. And we've seen so many people enduring exactly that. And we also see throughout the world, as we reflected the other day, martyrs. Martyrs today in the world now, each day on the average, there are about a dozen people who because of their Christian faith, sacrifice their lives. This now is an age of martyrdom. People are persecuted for living their faith. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us not just to be faithful, but to be joyful in that fidelity. To run, to dance, to jump, to sing in the midst of those trials. Let us do so. Let us do so each in our own vocation here and now and throughout our life, bearing witness to the spirit of life with the joy and the peace that come only from him and that no one can take away from us. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us with spiritual vigor and through us renew the face of the earth. Happy Pentecost. Amen. Alleluia. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.